Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. 1420 podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. Episode 126 on this gorgeous Southern Alberta evening here in uh, Thursday night here in Lethbridge, Alberta. I just got done uh, the 1420 podcast team. We won 26 and a half, half to 17 and a half tonight. Brad, Mark, Jason, and myself uh, didn't shoot lights out by any means, but we uh, shot well enough to uh, get the victory tonight. So get some points on the board. And we're slowly creeping up the standings in the uh, Fort McLeod Men's Golf League. Uh, Dave, beautiful night. You're sitting outside enjoying the rest of it. Uh, how's things, my friend? Oh, they're, they're excellent. They're, they are excellent. These are the summer nights that a Canadian just cherishes it's it's a perfect temperature it's bathtub water warm outside and there's just it's dusk it's it's a beautiful night to be outside in uh southern alberta no wind these are the songs that richard marks was singing about all those years ago endless summer nights you know just beautiful (laughs) no yeah it was good i i i actually came directly from here i had to leave a retirement party early um because your time is so valuable i didn't want to waste yours yeah course. i know and uh, you know no and to that. be to be honest my expectations were quite low going to this but it was a lot of people that i hadn't i don't know if it was the group of people that were there that which i'd liked everybody there that's that's huge there was no one i was avoiding that's huge and just going to a backyard function with people you haven't seen in a since COVID and B like 15 years ago. So it was, it was, I got good vibes coming from that place and I, and I liked it. There you go. It's the little things in life that you forget about and you get out and doing them again. That uh, maybe when this is all said and done, people start to realize what they were missing before and start doing things like this. It's uh, very important to get out for not only just your old, old mental capabilities, but your social capabilities as well, because these summers are really out of practice when it comes to the old social, social life. Oh yeah. And like, you know, the, the joy of this party, like, 95% of them were in the educational field. So they're all double vaxxed. Everybody's double vaxxed. And just this, this wasn't like going into a bar. This was yeah. like, you, you, you trust everybody that's there. And it was without having to think about that. We didn't even talk about it. There you go. The vid. It was, it, it made for a, a super, super night. There you go. 
Uh, Dave, I stopped before I came uh, back to the uh, the homestead here in, in Lethbridge. I stopped in at uh, Stronghold Brewery Place. was just packed. Um, I don't know if I should have been in there because the, the vaccine, we won't talk about that. But I got myself some Bison and Crown, uh, two eight packs. I didn't have a growler with me. Are you drinking something exotic tonight? So I'm, I'm doing the old Stronghold from the fort. What a place. Actually, the, the, the one I'm drinking tonight, my wife uh, just returned from Montana. And they didn't have the IPA that I liked. So she just, I just said, just get the Kirkland IPA. So I'm enjoying Kirkland IPA and it's quite tasty. Kirk, uh, Costco, Isn't that Costco, Costco beer? Don't, yeah, it's Costco beer. It's Kirkland. I didn't know they had that. Yeah, you know, well, because we're on this side of the, uh, the 49th. The 49th. And in Arizona, the, the Costco in Phoenix, they sell booze like in the store. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a bottle of gin there faster. I almost got <laughs> fucking gin burn when I put it in the cart so quick. Gin, gin right <laughs> up. Um, tonight, the Field of Dreams game would happen. It uh, looked like a fantastic setting. I have the game on now. I didn't watch it live. I was out in the golf course, like I said earlier. Looked like a great setting from all accounts when I heard uh, John and Susan got caught in the last uh, outs on the radio. The Yankees lost the game at 9-8. Uh, Tim Anderson had a home run to end the game. The Yankees went uh, up in the the top of the ninth, from all accounts, it was a fantastic game and a fantastic evening. Um, hockey's been doing this for a long time, having games in special venues. I'm not a big hockey, these outdoor games, because it changes the game a little bit. Baseball's baseball, so it doesn't change. It gets back to the grassroots, like they're playing at Spit Stadium here with a smaller atmosphere. Um, tickets are going to be expensive. One thing I didn't like about today's event, and we, we talked a little bit off air, and they want you to chime in here, Baseball said before the game, they're going to do this every year. Going to do this every year. Gun is not a word. They're going to do this every year. I'm a little down on that. As long as they have other teams, I don't mind it. But sometimes do it once and move on. I, I, I will disagree. Like, I think, well, this is a moneymaker, right? It's going to be one of the highest rated games of the year for it's a TV, or whoever. TV bonanza. It, it, it's uh, it's totally made for a TV event and it's fun. And I have no problems with them doing this once a year because it is made and it's a little campy, but that's good. Campy's good. I agree. Just the the opening it was just, fantastic. It was great. Yeah. And then the, and the opening and all that kind of stuff is going to get a, probably a little bit old, but like just the fact that they're there in old timey uniforms, and I, I think that's good for baseball, and that's that's good for a fan. By the way, I didn't watch a second because I was at Sid Barbecue yeah. and and stuff. So, no, I got to getting here, and it uh, it looks like old time scoreboard, and they got the you still got a video screen out there, and the cornfields. Like it's it looks like a fantastic setting, and it looks like a uh, a larger a fun college, place to be, like a lot a larger college baseball atmosphere with the, with the, the outfield the way it is. Um, like I said earlier, hockey's done it. They, they tried in the warm weather last year at Lake Tahoe. The ice got a little bit edgy. They've, they've done it in cold, cold, cold weather, which I think you were at one of the uh, the outdoor classics in Calgary, Edmonton, where it was minus 40,000. Oh, it was, it, it was like minus 27. And my question to the lady selling beer was, where do you put these to keep them from freezing? Like, yeah. you're not spending on ice. You're heating your beer. So the thing is, is they, like uh, hockey's found their sweet spot. They have their the, the New Year's Day game and it, before the, the the big bowl games happen. Uh, so hockey has done it. Now baseball has theirs. Is there something that basketball and 
and football could do the other two big, big, big of oh, the big four that they could do to join in the fun and join in, to, in the festivities. Because these games are they're 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 made for TV and they're fun. But what could what 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 could football do or what could basketball do to uh, to do this for, for a fans and a TV perspective? Well, if you like, if you want to do a made for TV field, like uh, set up a football field. I'm gonna take this. I, I got. I just like a, the, my the lightning rod just hit my head. So just give me a sec. <laughs> I go to the gorge uh, in Washington to watch Dave Matthews Band. A because I love that band, and B because it's a wonderful, almost spiritual setting. If you can have that for football, just you can set up a field like uh, on the on the corner of the Grand Canyon, like literally like 700 yards away from any edge no one's in danger but the viewpoints from the blimp and if you when you set up the stands the portable bleachers so they can look at the sun setting while it's doing that and that's in arizona that's warm weather it's gonna cost a shit ton of money but i would watch that so that's not a big deal i would watch that in a heartbeat but does the nfl want to do that like what what's what's it's it's their pie that everybody else is trying to get a piece of, right? Yeah. The NFL has they're doing their London games, and which you know I I don't give a shit. I think those about are a bust, personally. No, I love it because now you're watching football. The first game starts at eight o'clock. It actually gives me three more hours of yeah. of option to watch football. I find those to be a bit of a bust. It's just it's. I'm watching football. Yeah, I I'd guess. rather watch football than not. I the, it's not like baseball. Like they, they tried the Canadian, but that's a different thing. Canada, they tried the games in Toronto, and then that fell apart. But th- that is a special setting. It's just a sky dome, so who cares? Um, one thing that came across my mind was um, for basketball was to do something at say in not a okay, I'll say it, an inner city uh, playground, set up a court where some of these guys might have played. Um, or not in a high school, but like that's that's another court. But have an outdoor setting, say in Brooklyn or in Los Angeles or wherever, um, that they make the court proper. Obviously, they're not playing on asphalt, but have it something where it's a caged area, like the like the playground, like the, that kids kids grew up playing in. Here's here. I just thought of something. So that like the same thing, the same school setting. The, for whatever reason, set up your contest, how you may make it merit-based, blah, 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 blah. The winner of that school gets announced on the NBA Finals. And then kind of like year, how hockey, hockey, yeah, like, like hockey it, does or whatever they call it's it. It's a year. Like you got to win it a year in advance. So that way the league can come in, renovate the whole school, or like at least let it renovate the gym, leave a shit ton of money. And we're going to play this game with no fans, uh, like just members of that school and stuff like that. And they're yeah. refurbished gym because the TV thing, the stories you can tell it, it's going to take it once again, a ton of money, but then you're actually leaving a bit of a legacy behind. And you could, you could do something for the school, like uh, hometown hockey does and everything else. They, they, yeah. they, they donate for the, for the, the community uh, arenas that they had uh, and things. Um, there's, there's, there's so many things. And the, the guys who come up with these ideas, they're just sitting around having a few beers as well and say, how can, we, how can we do something? And they, they, get, they get an idea, and then there's a lot to run with it because they got a budget of a billion dollars. Well, and here's the thing, too. 
I also think hockey, like hockey, actually, these events, as corporate and great they are, they're visually stunning. Um, it's it's actually a reward to, to franchises. It's, it's a treat for the fans yeah. because asses in the seats means a lot. Ooh. And so does baseball. They need more eyeballs. Yeah. Hockey, uh, sorry, NFL and NBA does not necessarily need more eyeballs. No, their TV contracts this, are big enough. It's, it's fine. This yeah. is, yeah, it's, it's NFL number one by a ton. And then it's for sure NBA number two. No, I just watched this game, how it's starting. It's, uh, it's a pretty great atmosphere and uh, the small fence in the outfield and everything else in the cornfield in the background. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty neat. It's, it's really cool. Um, visually stunning? Is it visually it's, it's, stunning? It's, it's visually stunning, Dave. <laughs> it is. It's actually visually stunning. Uh, it's, it's, no, it's something that I've never seen before. No one's seen before. It's, it's quite uh, great. Um, yeah, it's, there's so many things people can do when, they, when you got dough and you have ideas and you got more marketing people and how you can go about doing it. I think it's uh, if more sports could pull it off, uh, I think they should because it's uh, they're visually people, stunning. It's visually stunning. And there's people watching this game tonight. May, they might have watched two innings, but they watched that, that would never what? watch before. They would have because... no they, they would never watch because Kevin Costner was on and he, it's visually stunning. <laughs> Anyways, the 1420 podcast, four beer, the sports talk, and a whole lot more. We're not visually stunning, but we're uh, audibly stunning, I guess, is one way of putting it. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on, uh, on Facebook and Twitter and all the other social media accounts. And uh, like, subscribe, share on the uh, where we get your podcast. Dave, how do you know tonight that you're on the show 126? Well, because I have on my podcast, on my Apple, like it just says, uh, you always say, what show is this? What show is this? And I just go to podcast, recently downloaded, and then I saw it was 125 was the most recently downloaded. Ergo, this is 126. I never know what that is. Well, that is, but that's how easy it is. I if you want to know what show we are, just subscribe. Okay? I, yeah, I know. I don't listen to us either anymore. I wish I did. I don't have time. Uh, the last two times I listened, I was very, very entertaining. And actually, the, the guy I played golf with, I was with Cruiser, I played with Brad Burroughs, and he said he listens. Uh, whenever we put a show out on his way to work, he tunes in every time. He, and he laughs, and the thing he says the most was, do you even hear what you're saying sometimes? And I said, no, I don't. I believe it. No one's fucking listening anyway. <laughs> It's crazy. Anyways, 1420 podcast, four beer on the sports talk, and a whole lot more. 1420 podcast, four beer on the sports talk, and a whole lot more. For those who uh, tune into the show regularly, you guys know that I uh, dabble in uh, officiating. I'm an arbiter, I guess, in the uh, Western Canadian Baseball League. Uh, The games have been getting a little bit long lately. Uh, Pitching is uh, at a premium, I guess they would say. Pretty long games. Uh, a lot of kids have already left to go to uh, their their junior colleges and NCAA down the states and quarantine. Whatever's got to happen in their uh, various uh, states that they play in. Um, pitchers aren't lasting long, throwing a lot of balls, not going so well. Dave, you're telling me off air about uh, a complete game, 89 pitch, four nothing shutout. Adam Wainwright. Uh, that's baseball to me. Balls in play, it- lot lots of strikes. That, that's baseball. Yeah, that, and like it's 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 a lost art, the art of pitching, and clearly this guy has it. Wainwright, I, I'm not, I I remember him from the playoff runs a couple of years ago, but when I read that highlight, 89 pitches for a nine inning shutout, mm-hmm. ah, 
Greg Maddox has been ground ball pitchers. To, to, to quote uh, Crash Davis, uh, strikeouts are fascist. Ground balls. Yeah. I, I totally agree. The, the guys, 89 pitches. The guys you got nowadays, they're throwers and they're not pitchers. Uh, like Maddox, we've talked about before. He's your, your favorite all time, I think, pitcher. Um, he was an artist out there, the way he would paint the corners and everything else. He'd make up new corners. He was mess with even the umpires. And you, you don't see the guys doing that anymore. It's a treat to watch a, uh, yeah, sure, the Immaculate thing's cool, nine, nine strikes, and the guy's out of the, out of the inning and three strikeouts. But seeing a seven-pitch, two-ground ball and a pop-up, I love that. As an umpire, I love it even more. But it's, it makes the game go quicker. It keeps people in, enthused. And seeing walk after walk and strikeout after strikeout, the game's boring that way. Uh, pitching should be not throwing. It should be pitching. And that's it. Yeah, no, no, I I completely agree. And I'm going to finish the point on the pitchers. And I, then I heard something today that I think you're going to want to hear too. With the pitching, because it's so dependent on velocity and this, they don't care. Yeah. they're, They're drafting pitchers like the NFL drafts running backs. There's always someone down the pipe that can throw 90 and we'll pay him cheap. And then just find another one. There's no time. There's there's rarely time for these pitchers, unless they they're dominant to be an actual pitcher. Pick the corners up, down, movement. Never like change the arm motion. Same arm, the, the way Grad, Maddox did. Which brings me to another thought I had about the entire game. Um, I heard this unique comparison comparing Major League Baseball to Ultimate Fighting. Uh, and it's gonna be good. <laughs> I've never, I've never cross compared the two, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so uh, baseball has been baseball for a hundred years, and they're trying little rule t- tweaks. But like at the end of a game, when you've been playing the game for X hundred years, they figured out the now the geeks have figured out the most efficient way to play the game, and the most efficient way to play the game isn't the most the best game to watch ultimate fighting ultimate fighting same thing it's going to be like this will be the greatest because we're going to have karate versus taekwondo versus this and it's going to be wicked and it's going to be fun because we're going to watch all these fighting styles until they realize it all the fights against really really good fighters end up on the ground and it's really boring to watch it's really boring like back in the day i'll interrupt just half a second but the, I remember like Hoist or Royce Gracie, they would just strangle guys for two hours. And like, what, why, why am I watching this? Rolling in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Like rolling in the middle of the mat. Like that's, he's an all time great Hall of Famer. Like it was, it was, it was horrible. Yeah. But like, yeah. But anyway, you know, and, and then, and then when you like think that's the best fighter in the world, well, yeah, I guess. But when I think fight, I want to see fists and, and UFC and Dana White realize that too. No. We're gonna we're gonna emphasize striking. We're gonna call them up if there's no action. We're gonna call them up. We're like this has to be a fight, and they realized it and they changed the rules. Even though the best fighter in the world that would win any fight against any guy, it's gonna be a boring fucking fight. Let's watch. Let's change the rules of fighting to make it a more interesting product, not necessarily the best. The best fighter in the world. I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's it, yeah, it's and so like now baseball, the nerds have taken over, 
right? And now it's about eyeballs where it never used to be. And now it's not a very interesting sport to watch. So I'm finally at the point where I was wavering a little bit about banning the shift. That might be a rule because I, I came up, I was willing to give a little and say they can't leave the infield. Yeah. But let's ban the shift because this is analytics makes baseball a more unwatchable sport. 100%. 100%. Last and night, so- hate to keep talking about the game, but the, the Wimble, but last night, Okotoks actually bunted a few times and it worked. It was weird. It, it, it's what I grew up watching and it worked. They were moving runners over. There was a safety squeeze. There was this and that and everything else. And it worked. They're, they're behind the game. They couldn't get to get any hits. They put bat on ball, put the ball in play, put, made the defense do a couple different things. And it worked. Because I, I don't think Lethbridge is used to doing that. Or kids, or kids I shouldn't say Lethbridge, I'll say baseball. Baseball players aren't used to fielding a buck or what to do, right? So I, I love the buck. I mean, Jesus. It, it, I go to games, I'm into a couple of years because of the bid and everything, but um, I yell bunt all the time. People in the stands think I'm crazy, but I still love it. Like I still love the game to its as deepest field of dreams level. It, it uh, when it's played that way, it's still a great game. Small ball is far more entertaining. There's something to watch. Like when you say, "God, oh, just ground balls," that it's going to be ground balls. But then you're seeing people do something. You're seeing the shortstop go deep on one. Yeah. You're seeing like bla- uh, flares. You're hoping to see a double play. I love watching a double play. A strikeout's boring. The only person who likes yeah. strikeout is the is the pitcher's girlfriend. No one else likes that. Like it's it's dull to watch. Like it's it's really dull to watch. And no, it's it, it's it's hard. It's hard as a it's hard as, as a baseball purist that I am. But uh, it, it, there 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 are still sometimes every game that's fantastic. Anyways, uh, we well, and, and sorry, and just sorry, to dude. add to that point, like back in the day, there was only a couple flamethrowers. Now they're all flamethrowers, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not. At the, at the big, t- big like what huh, what 30 40 percent of the of the starters can reach 90 and relievers 90, are 95 like, man you got guys if you're not throwing 95 you're not playing there's guys like there's there's at least two or three guys in every team that can pitch that can throw 100 it's insane there was one guy when, I, when we were going up nolan ryan nolan ryan and he didn't even have a gun does. invented it yeah he was faster than the gun yeah it was crazy Anyways, the uh, base, getting back to baseball, good thing that we did. I love talking to the sport. Um, the Rick Award, we kind of got away from it. We usually forget about things, and baseball kind of gets – you get into dog days of summer as we're in now, and we got lots going on in our own personal lives and uh, work lives and everything else. But uh, we've got three nominees this week. Uh, like we just talked about, nominee number one, uh, Adam Wainwright with the Cardinals, uh, 89 pitch. I know Ricky didn't pitch. He, he would have, and he would have been the best pitcher out there. Uh, 89 pitch complete game and a four nothing shutout versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, second nominee just did it tonight in the Field of Dreams game. Tim Anderson two run walk off home run. Uh, he also had an RBI double earlier in the game. He's a great player. Those some of those teams don't, they don't uh, you don't hear enough about the the White Sox. Uh, and even though they're in a big center, uh, probably the second or third biggest TV market in, in the United States, Dave. You don't hear about the White Sox ever. They got a hell of a team. They got a great team. And I, I just read this thing. Like, like Tony La Russa might be an asshole, but he knows how to run a ball club. Yeah, no, and I, I couldn't disagree. Like, I've never liked him. But 
Yeah, I've never been a fan. Hey, like just just something about the the when he always wore sunglasses and the dark just and and his hair. I don't know. Like that's petty and childish. See, no, that's petty because that's just just the way he was. Just the way he carried himself. Yeah, he was always he's like the smartest guy in the room syndrome, right? Like he won. He won one with the A's, one or two with the Cards, but like it was, he should have won more. Yeah. I would think, but anyways. I agree. And uh, nominee number three, and for those who haven't seen it, we'll put it up on the uh, Twitter account uh, later on tonight or tomorrow morning. The Trey Turner slide with the Dodgers two nights ago. My God, if he's not married, he's going to be engaged by tomorrow morning after that that slide. Uh, that was the sexiest slide I've wow, ever seen. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, if <laughs> wow, that was uh, how he pulled that off. It stood up. So for those who haven't seen it, Trey Turner slide Dodgers. A few years ago, a guy on the, the Yankees did a Tyler Wade, but not to this extent. We'll put both of them up. Maybe we can vote which one was better. But this, that Trey Turner slide was, uh, that's a Rick thing. That was all. That Rick, was all. Rick, that was went, so Ricky Ricky. was a head first yeah. guy. But uh, Trey Turner, this slide was something else. So there's a three Ricky would have Ricky wished he would have done that first. Yeah, for sure. Rick, Rick's out there right now practicing that. He's going to be a, a YouTube sensation trying to get it better somehow, <laughs> some way. Nah, but we love you, Ricky. But that was that wow. was so sexy. So you got Adam Wainwright, Tim Anderson with the walk off of the Field of Dreams game, and Trey Turner slide. We'll get that up on the uh, the Rick Award or Award for Rick Twitter account, and we'll put it on all the other uh, Twitter accounts we got going. Make sure you vote and tell people about it. 1420 podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. I heard on the radio the other day that uh, all, all year long is football season, and it's true. The NFL, when they start going, uh, it's not throughout the draft. It's the football season or it's preseason. It's this season. It's free agent signing season. When the NFL wants to make, make news, they just do. Uh, Hall of Fame game was last week. There was an NFL game tonight. And from here on in, there's football. Uh, college football starts right away, and that's, that's more my wheelhouse. But uh, the NFL – uh, Dave, you're involved in a fantasy football pool been for, for quite a few years. If I recall, you won a couple of years back, two or three years ago, I think it was. Um, fantasy football, I don't want to say it's the straw that uh, stirs the drink like uh, Reggie Jackson, but it's, it's pretty huge. Um, I think, my opinion only, and uh, it's our show, so I'm entitled to opinion, but I think that there's more people who quasi-watch the NFL and ratings are really high because of fantasy football. I, I don't think a lot of people watch as m- much of the game anymore as much as they watch their stats on their laptop or their iPad or their phone or whatever, following what their, their fantasy team is doing. Um, Dave, am I wrong on that? And how much on, a, on game day do you follow your players more than you follow the actual games? Never. Like, I do click on my score but i never watch a game because a player i'm on my team is on that game i watch whatever i want and then i'll check my scores after the early games and then i'll like and then you just do that thing like if you're on fantasy like how many guys have have of my guys have played the early games how many's left and blah 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 what are my chances then i know and then i'll check again um when i'm watching pregame for the sunday night football game and then, and then that's about it. That's about it. And I surfed in the beginning of the year. You know what? 
fantasy football more than eyeballs on the screen, it has generated clicks. It's, it oh, generates yeah. clicks. And that's a, a big part of uh, revenue stream now in any kind that's, of sport. That's right? what I'm getting at. There's more people. Dave, the, the, the Red Zone Network was not created for people to watch, for the quasi family watching. It was it was created for fantasy football. What and you you will never convince me differently. The only reason why no that, that, no ah, it's, it's, you're wrong you're wrong. No, I fell in love with Red Zone for the first time. A bunch of us went down to Seattle to watch a game. Um, Seattle because it was the closest. Blah blah blah, and um, they were the night game. That's when ESPN had the night game, and uh. They hammered the Houston Texans. Alexander, that running back, was their the MVP that year. Nonetheless, we pre-gamed at Sean, a bar right across Sean, the thing. Sean Alexander, right? Yes. Yeah. And we did shit during player. the morning. What's that? He was a good player. Yeah, he was a he was a league MVP for yeah. one year. So that's that says something. Um, don't know what he's doing now. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know how much he got paid. Nonetheless, that we, we yeah. digress. Um, we so we went to a bar for uh, pregame for lunch, and that's about. I'm gonna keep up the scores. It was made for the bar industry and turned into the fantasy industry. Is I guess that was the short answer to a long explanation. Maybe I, I just find that it, it's it's almost overtaken because there's guys who I mean I never played, you never played, but there's people who that's their their full time job now is. That's what they do. They they win fantasy pools. There they enter a hundred of them and they and they make drafts. It's it's mesmerizing to watch, and baseball has it too, and hockey has it too. But it's a full time job to make trades and who's playing against who, and you got this quarterbacks, this and their Corsi and blah blah blah. It's a full time job to win these things. I don't know how competitive your pool is, Dave, but there's some people that I I've talked to that it's out of control. Like it's actually My out pool. of control. My pool ain't that, and if my pool was that, I wouldn't be in it. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it's for fun. It's to keep an eye. Um, my my favorite pool, the other one, you know, it's football season's coming up because you get those emails. I'm in uh just a pick em, I'm in a couple pick em pools, and the one pick em pool that has the loser pool. That's like my favorite pool ever. The loser pool where you got to pick a loser, a guaranteed loser every week. Last man standing uh, wins. I I was thinking we'll talk off air a little bit, but I would love to do a 14, 20 pick and pull, five bucks a head a week, whatever. Just pick them straight up and we'll uh, talk about it on the show. And on the, it'd be a good follow on the uh, the social media accounts and we can uh, talk about it on the show during football season. Um, yeah, the NFL, is, it, it's a beast and it's a, it's a, it's a runaway train that, you, that, that won't be stopped. And it's coming up quick. And you, you just, in fantasy football, you know who's in fantasy football? People who tell you they're in fantasy football pool and tell you about their team <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh. Like, I, I'm kind of a dork when it comes to, like, I'm not in a, in a football pool, but if I'm in some kind of a hockey pool, you talk about your team in the first two, three weeks, and then I, I forget about it. I actually do. Like, I'm like, whatever, man. I, I don't... You know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to consider myself guilty as charged a little bit, but but it's something to talk about with someone that you see someplace. It's something to talk about. You don't... 
uh the, there's the, there's guys in your pool you're like hey and you'll you'll chat with them for a little bit about fan we're guys we just yeah. need something to talk about right yeah no i i'm, I'm a big fan like the cal hotel in vernon bc uh mm-hmm. i'm still i'm still part of the pool the uh, it's just a straight up pick them uh you gotta and then for the monday night game you gotta pick the um the point the point spread what it might be and then yeah. that's it and so it, and it's quite you don't really follow the games whatever pick 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 done, done deal hand in your sheet and it's i think it's a hundred dollars for the season or whatever and the, it's a good party when i was living there um that one's easy and anybody can participate so maybe we should talk off air and uh maybe have one see how it you know, pans out and maybe get a local establishment in lethbridge here and other people see if they want to get involved somehow because it's uh it is something to talk about it is fun to see you know win a couple bucks and whatever but it's uh it's big business and it's crazy to me it's it's just insane but i don't know i guess you live in your mom's basement lots of time to do it well some of these people don't live in their mom's basement it's just a, it's a hobby right yeah it's a hobby keeping up with football stats i don't think it's, it's a, a it's hobby, a hobby. For some people. it's their job but well uh, you know you and i do this a little bit more than we should probably is this a hobby this is big business, Dave. This is big <laughs> fucking business. <laughs> 1420 podcast. I'll never it's forget big, it. It's big business, apparently. It doesn't make a fucking cent. But anyways, we're having a good time doing it, putting all the hits out there for you guys. Uh, we'll keep putting them out there as long as you guys keep listening. The day we get shut out, we'll we'll probably shut her down. But we haven't been yeah. there yet. I don't know if they've heard, but we're a pretty big deal around these parts. We're a pretty big deal. A lot of people talking about the 1420 <laughs> podcast. On that note, if you are listening, make sure you guys talk to people at the show. We think we do a pretty good job. People I talk to think we do a good job. So uh, share it with somebody from the province, another state. Let them know we're out there. And uh, if they're interested, they can share it with somebody else. Uh, get it if out you there. Think if you think they'll like it, share it. Yeah, get it out there. If, if you're of good humor and good... Uh, spontaneity whatever get it out there because it's uh it, uh it boosts our our frail egos a little bit and it's uh it's a uh, it's a lot of fun we love doing it for you guys we're coming up on our one year anniversary uh i guess it's next friday we're gonna figure something out how it's all gonna work out but uh we'll get jim really busy finding some tracks he was actually asking me jim out in parksville bc he's actually got a show on saturday night at a bar pacific brim i think it's called uh if you're in parksville or, or out in the island Go give him a listen. It's, he's uh, he's pretty good. I'm, I'm be a bit biased. He's my nephew, but go give him a listen. He does a great show, a great job producing our show, mixing some, some music in and making us uh, makes more PG, I guess. Sometimes we uh, swear a little bit more than we should. But anyways, that's what we've been told. That's what we've been told. I uh, I guess it was a little getting a little bit towards the Porky's rating back in the early eighties <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I guess at some point back in the during the COVID times, we were we were locked up, not going anywhere. We would uh, we would uh, spew our verbal diarrhea a little bit more. We've tamed down oh, yeah, a little we, bit now that we're out in public again a little bit. So we, we would we be drifting to the uh, N, the NC seventeen range or just That's right. mature. Porky's we weren't what, going. What was some yeah. other ones? Uh, that were it was funny? we were never rated R. No, I can still get no. in the theater, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, no, no stimulated intercourse. That's right. We just went rated R right there. 1420 podcast, four million sports talk, and a whole lot more. 1420 podcast, four million sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, Here's the whole lot more. Dave, 
uh, something you brought into the the realm of the uh, the, the podcast, Jesus, uh, six seven months ago. God, it's been a long time we've been doing this. Longer most relationships of mine, but um, the would you rather? It made me laugh. We did did it once a week, and we get away from it, get back to it. It's always it's always a lot of laughs. It's usually sports related, but uh, tonight we're going to do TV crushes, whether they're when we were teenagers or to our whatever age we are now. I'm 47 now. You're 51, 51 years old. We're we're getting up there. So Sue Sue Ellen Ewing might have been a crush of ours. Uh, who knows? But she uh, she turned things didn't turn out very well for old Sue Ellen. Eh? God. Well, she married Jr. That was a just a wreck, eh? Waiting to happen. Poor Sue Ellen. Anyways, the would you rather? We'll start with uh, maybe our earlier years and, and move on to to something else. Dave, uh, you usually lead this one, but I got a couple uh, that's right in your. We I guess you would have been between the ages of 21, 22, and eighteen. I don't know what. It doesn't matter. But uh, don't. It's not current. It's not how they currently are. Just how you remember them fun. How you remember them, and then we'll we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, you were she might be right right in your wheelhouse for, for age group, but we'll go Samantha Maselli versus Kelly Kapowski at their height. So what was the first one? Samantha Maselli from Who's the Boss? Uh like when they were at their 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 best looking stage. Yeah. See, they they were both a little young for me, so I don't want to comment. As the like, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna include Poison Ivy in my influences with all the Alyssa. Yeah, and I'm gonna. That's who I'm gonna pick. Really? Yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, man. That's that's. Geez. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any Saved by the Bell ever. And, I, we, like, when and, were... and so I didn't have the, I didn't think, so here, to just put it in Star Wars terms, I knew her only as Princess Leia in the first one. And you knew her in the first one, I, which I didn't know her. Okay. But you knew her in the first one and you saw her and turn into Jabba the Hutt bikini pr- Princess Leia. I got you. See, I got and you. I didn't have that privilege. Like, she just came into my life oh, as a tramp. When I was, I, uh, uh, Playing junior hockey in Bonneville, we practiced at two in the afternoon. We watched on WDIV out of uh, Detroit. It was on at eleven in the morning before we went to practice. Saved by the Bell. We didn't do much other than play hockey, play hockey, play video games, and watch Saved by the Bell during the day. Um, Kelly, see, and that's where I, that's where I, like yeah, those formative oh. years is where our age difference is going to make a difference because yeah. I don't really carry a crush like guys your age do for Kelly Kapowski. That's a handsome woman. <laughs> anyway, Dave, go ahead. Uh, here's one. Who would you rather go on a date with? Mrs. Garrett or Alice from Brady Bunch? Jesus Christ. Uh, Mrs. Garrett or Alice from Brady Bunch? I'm going to go with Mrs. G because uh, she was fuck <laughs> this is the dumbest question I've ever heard in my life <laughs> a uh, date I like, I'm not asking date. you to bet 
bed these women. Nope, I just, nope. just go for conversation, cup of coffee, maybe a bagel or whatever. And who knows from there? Well, we're not going to hold hands, make plans, because it's lucky for me, you understand. Um, I'm going to say Mrs. Yeah, fuck. No, I'm going to go with the Brady Bunch. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this is a tough one. What's her name? Alice. 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 Who the fuck is Alice? Um, I'm going to go on a date with Alice because I want to hear you give her a couple of drinks. I think she'd be loose lips Monaghan. You know what I'm talking about? Like, she's like, oh, the yeah. fucking Pete, oh, the Brady's and the whatever. That's a that's an excellent point. Because if because... I'm a neighbor, if I, okay, I'm single Brent living next to Brady's <laughs> and I want a little bit of dirt. And like these people, they seem too cheerful. Like they can't be all rainbows and, and unicorns. It's a mixed I'm, family, right? She I'm taking Alice the- out because is is the ex husband of what's her name and the ex wife of is she showing up? Like what's going on? Are the kids- are they widows or widowers? Or like what are they? I think like, one like, was are, a widower. I don't know. And then I think the kids there must have been some attraction there because they're in their, their puberty years and things and that. Oh. And everything else. I, I Paul, like- could you imagine when all those women got from sink? Alice and. Uh, they're pulling condoms out of Peter's pocket and everything else. I don't know. I I, I shouldn't have brought that up because they're their kids. But um, yeah, I I'm taking Alice out for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not because... using her, and it, and it might turn into something wonderful. But I'm gonna use her for a little bit of gossip around the neighborhood. Because Mrs. Garrett would be pretty tight-lipped, right? Because she yeah, started in the condian condominium a school and everything else, right? Yeah, blah blah blah. With, then with, she with, went to different strokes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh Jesus, that's a weird question. That's such <laughs> a weird question. How does that even come across your coconut? I don't even like that's just weird. I told you I was a little chatty today, and I'd yeah. like to challenge well, you. That's, sometimes. that's a good one. Uh, oh, I still got a couple more that you're gonna keep like. Coming, too. Man, just keep flowing them at me because I'm like, yeah, it, is it me or is it that your my coconut? You go ahead and I'll think of one. <laughs> okay. Um the mom, Alex P. Keaton, Alex P. Keaton's mom, Elise, Elise, yeah, or uh, Bill Cosby's wife. Oh, what was her name? Um, Felicia Claire. Rashad in real life. Yeah, uh, do you know who the groomsmen were in her wedding party? OJ like for, was in uh, that, and Bill Cosby. Yeah, that that was the two groomsmen. The Oof. juice. <laughs> I gotta get back on that train, Dave. For the first, I don't know, thirty shows or forty shows, whatever it was, I could somehow fit OJ into her. I gotta get back into that because we fit OJ into that. We find a way. But anyways, um, Felicia Rashad or Elise Keaton, Meredith Baxter Bernie, Meredith Baxter Bernie. Um, geez, they are both way too smart for me. Um. Oh, that's a tough one. I would. I think that the Bill Cosby's wife, I can't remember her name, Miss, Miss I, I think Mrs. Huxtable. Claire, Claire, Claire Huxtable. That's right. Yeah. I think Claire would have been a lot more fun. You know, have a drink, laugh a little bit, dance a little bit. Whereas, yeah. whereas, whereas uh, Elise Keaton would have wanted to go to a coffee shop and be intellectual. And I'm well, not, I'm good. Like I turned it like at five thirty, the brain turns off. I'm good. But she was a flower girl, right? 
Like that yeah. was their whole thing. Like, so she has a wild past. You know that. Well, yeah, but just now, but they're, and Alex is a lot. And I don't want to, if something became of us and everything else, I don't want Alex <laughs> around. And, like I'd rather do with Theo than Alex. Does that make any Fair sense? enough. Uh, yeah, and, and I hear you, and I and I and I like both women a lot. I yeah. but I would be Meredith Baxter Birdie was my first like kind of mom crush, like as a as a oh. TV consumer. You know, like, I really thought she was cool. Remember Kate and Allie? Never saw it. I think that's the age difference. The brunette, no, she. It was the same era, but it was on ABC. I think it was the same era as as uh, the Cosby Show and all that stuff. Uh, the the brunette woman, she was my first uh, milk crush. Like when I was a kid, oh yeah, I liked her a lot. I think it was Kate or Allie. <laughs> I don't know. It, it don't matter. Cagney or Lacey? Lacey? <laughs> I don't even know which one. Which I, just, which? I I know them. Hey, she's from Cagney and Lacey. Every time I see those two women, like where, wherever, if they ever pop up. Did you ever watch Dallas? Uh, my folks did a lot, but uh, towards the um, where it got really addictive, I was actually doing things yeah. at nights on because I think that was a Friday night or Saturday night. I think she was a oh Jesus, like and I was like from I the age of Saturday 14. night show because I think it was after hockey night in Canada. I think yeah, no, because it was a Friday night show because Fantasy Island was on Saturday nights. No, Fantasy Island was on Sunday nights. No, no, not in Fort McLeod. That's when I watched it. Well, you guys might have had a different feed then. But we got it before That was you my guys. Sunday night shit. We were way before you guys. We are way cooler <laughs> Fort McLeod. Is cooler the word or more cool? But you know, you don't even know. That might have been three seasons ago, right? You finally <laughs> yeah, got it. Someone flew the beta. I was watching that on Sundays while you were still in the diapers. <laughs> it's also see, like, possible. Those formative years, that's where our age difference makes a difference. Yeah, it's got to be a couple more we can uh, talk about the, the, the who, who the who is better and would you rather. I love this. This is so funny. Um, Jesus. Who? Oh, okay, go ahead. No, keep, you got him. Keep him going. Do you want to go on a date with Mrs. C or Edith Bunker? Or Hot Lips Houlihan? Or <laughs> Mrs. Roper? Oh no! <laughs> I want to. I would want. I want to be at a party where Mrs. Roper is at. Mrs. Ain't Roper no way, is, ain't, ain't no way I'm dating that one. Mrs. Roper is having a time. There's no getting around that. <laughs> she goes somewhere. She's having a good time with her with her moo-moos and everything else. She'll have the most the biggest drink ever. The caught. Oh man. Whatever life she was living, I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, that was she was having a good because she didn't work. They just had that condo or whatever it was. Um, Mrs. Roper was having the time of her life every day, even though her and Stanley weren't having relations. There's oh my. She, she was, was free. Yeah, she she's was the kind of good. woman she she kind. Of, uh, she, do you think she would ever have actually cheated on Stanley? I do not know. I do not know. I was too young to make those decisions. Well, looking back. Well, looking back, I do not believe so. She loved her Stanley, and she she always said that. And she wanted she 
all her flamboyance was always in an effort to seduce Stanley. No one else ever. The Stan just didn't get, didn't get turned on. Eh? Like just... Well, you know, that led to the comedic effect. It was a 1980s sitcom. It was... like when he looked, when he looked, he would look at the camera and his eyebrows would go up and he'd nod his yeah. head. It's really quite funny. Uh, it was, that's, oh. I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of episodes that doesn't age well because they had, it's the only terrible. reason they got that place because they had to convince the Ropers that Jack was gay and that's it's the only way they would allow all. a man to live with two women. Yeah. So. But yeah, going to a shindig with Mrs. Roper because she would like, how old would she have been? Like say if Jack and Chrissy and Janet, whatever, were in their 20s, they would have been in their 60s, mid 50s. 60. Yeah. Let's put the over under at 60. Like uh Mr. Roper 63 and Mrs. Roper 58. Dave, at what point? I mean, you're you're 51, you're you're not uh well, you're middle age, I guess, or you know, you're on the downhill slope. We so ask the question. Um, at what point do you start wearing the polyester slacks and the sweater on a daily basis? Well, never. Never, never. I'm cotton t-shirt and shorts. So like polyester does not breathe. It doesn't feel good on my skin. Fuck <laughs> that shit. But for me personally, around the age of about 45, I'll wear whatever the fuck I want. Like oh, yeah. I will look nice. But I, I like when, when asked to look nice, I will look nice. But like these are the clothes I wear when I have to wear these kind of clothes. Comfort it's, and climate control are a major factor in your wardrobe right now. A and B. <laughs> A and B. Jesus Murphy. And you Mrs. can buy Roper. like very varying degrees degrees of dressiness or whatever. Like they all just sometimes you gotta spend a little bit of bucks to be comfortable. And I'm totally okay with that. If uh, let's just say 10, 15 years down the road, Jasper's well on his way to become a PhD and whatever. Um Katie's retired, comfortable from their teaching profession, and she decides to start wearing moo's. Do, do, do you say, hey, honey, that's fine, or are you a yes guy, or yes girl, or no girl? Oh, I'm go girl. You go. Whatever <laughs> makes you comfortable. As long oh, as you're yeah. walking around the party with a Mrs. Roper drink. I No, I don't even care about that. Do whatever you want. As long as you're comfortable. Like, I, I love my wife unconditionally, and I and I want to, I, I want to rock that world with her. So her being a boo-boos and me being, and I don't even know if I'll wear t-shirts anymore. And just like the unbuttoned Hawaiian song, not an unbuttoned Hawaiians. You know, on the hundred or so days that we've, we've done on this, uh, this crazy podcast, never once has uh, the thought of Mrs. Roper being at the topic of conversation, but it turned out pretty good. Um, yeah. Was it a sad day in the Three's Company world when, when the Ropers moved and then Ralph Hurley came in? It, it was just... I won't say it was sad. I, I actually saw behind-the-scenes uh, dramatization, I guess it would be called. <laughs> it was, it was, it was very a dramatic. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch that, like, the behind-the-scenes of Three's because Company? Because the, the, the Ropers print... got a, a sitcom themselves that lasted for a year, I think. And didn't well, they got shafted. And like in according to that thing, the Norman Fell was his name. Yeah. He was like, oh, he didn't want Norman to do Fells. it. He goes, oh, no. Yeah. And he goes, oh no, if you get picked up, then you get this much more money. 
but if you don't get picked up, blah, blah, blah. And they had some fine print and he phoned like to say, Hey, this isn't working. I went back at three's company. Oh, sorry. Like we got Ralph. We got, we got, uh, Don Knotts who was funny. And like Mr. Furley was funny enough too, but he wasn't, he, we ain't talking about him. We're talking about Mrs. Furley. Mrs. Furley. Do you know who I think might've had a tryst if, if the, like this is pure speculation for a fourth rate podcast to listen to, but if the Ropers didn't leave the complex, Larry Dallas was starting to lose a little bit of uh, his luster around the Regal Beagle. Wow, how could you not? That bar was so small, right? Yeah. So he's uh, he's been with every girl. Every, and he would. Do you think that Larry Dallas would have ever ended up with Mrs. Roper? Given the opportunity, like I'm sure the game Leisure Suit Larry was late, named after him, right? Like I'm <laughs> sure, given the opportunity, yeah, he wouldn't say no. Because did you San Diego in the eighties? Like I imagine Leisure Suit Larry got down. <laughs> Larry got down. There's no I, I can't it. imagine he could. Larry he Dallas, just a knob. Used car salesman, wasn't he? I have no idea. I really don't have a clue. I know way too much about that that TV show, The uh, Three's Company. Anyways, Dave, 1420 podcast. Good show again tonight. Had a few laughs. Talk baseball, talk MMA, talk football. And I don't even know what, know what else. It was a uh, fun, fun show tonight. And we talked Mrs. Roper a lot. Well, more than we expected to. I wasn't even planning on talking. That wasn't on my notes. Put Mrs. Roper way. was not on my notes either. Um, Sunday. You're in, I'm in. Sounds good. Uh, let's uh, let's chat off air, and then we will make a date and uh, make it happen. We'll make it work. We'll put the food on the old barbecue. We'll do it, do it in the backyard. It's supposed to be hot, hot, hot here in Southern Alberta. Uh, 1420 hot. Podcast, four million sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, take care of yourself. More important, take care of yourself. You need your round. Keep your stick on the ice. Jim, don't swing at any high pitches. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Sunday. Good. One of those days. Good seeing you again, Jim. Take care, everybody. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 